Packers fans, Aaron Nagler here with another rookie watch with Malcolm Kennedy from Big Mac Breakdowns. Malcolm, how you doing, man? I'm good, Aaron, man. How are you? You know, I'm hanging in there. The preseason's over. Thank God. You know, I, I you get to that point <sighs> in the summer where you'll just like do anything for some football. And then football's here and you're so excited. And then you got to sit through that pre third preseason game. That, that third one's man, always tough. It that, was brutal. Tough. Trust me, the, the chat on my on my watch party live, we were just ready to go. But I'm like, I'm gonna stick it thing. out, man, because this is this right. is what I signed up for. But. but that's the other thing, like because like someone like yourself who does like deep dive breakdowns, you yeah. gotta watch that fourth quarter. You gotta know what's going on with these bottom of the roster guys. Man, yeah. Just in case, just in case you never they know come and, never... and make an impact, hopefully, on this team. You never know. I loved it. Who you was know, the Packers love those back of the roster they... guys? They there was a there was a play in the fourth quarter where I can't I, it was Hamilton I think got beat up the right sideline and I'm like yeah. this poor guy he's been in, <laughs> he's been in town for like what four days and he's out right. there having to like play and know the defense and whatever but hey he got a shot he got a shot yeah. on an NFL roster coming off the XFL so you love to yeah. see it, it got uh, to but, the point so, where I don't know who, yeah it got to the point where I don't know who I'm watching I'm just watching <laughs> You just but you just know it's it's football, yeah. uh, but now we get the real stuff. And I did want to kind of touch base with you again, as I said, like throughout this season, we'll kind of touch base with you, talk about the rookies, and look, there's a lot to talk about. You go back to where we were, you know, heading into training camp and our kind of our views on some of these rookies. Mm-hmm. I think some things have changed, some things probably solidified what we already thought. What was what is your initial reaction after? We've gone through training camp now. We've seen three preseason games. You've got a little bit of tape to kind of look at these guys through the lens of, okay, here they are against NFL-level competition as opposed to what they've done in college. What's mm-hmm. your initial kind of reaction or takeaway from this rookie class as a whole? Uh, well, to start off with a positive note, uh, it's just traits all around. Traits on traits on traits. And what I mean by that is just all these guys can make an impact with their athleticism alone, potentially. Uh, I've seen a lot uh, from back from the back of the draft guys like Carrington Valentine, Kobe Wooden, and uh, Carl Brooks. And then I I would say to a lesser degree, seeing a few things from the top uh, guys like Lucas Van Ness and Luke Musgrave. Uh, My Tucker uh, Craft agenda isn't going as well as I thought it would, but... uh, (laughs) That's it. That that's just a, comes it's with always a tough. It's always tough when the priors don't get confirmed. You know, yeah. that's, that's always tough. Exactly. But uh, a guy like Jaden Reed, who's a who's a top of the draft guys, uh, the second second round pick, obviously, uh, he showed a lot to me. I feel like he showed a lot of chemistry with Jordan Love. I would say a, a little bit more chemistry than he had with Christian Watson. It almost seemed like so. Right. Uh, I say his chemistry looked second to Romeo Dobbs. So with Jordan Love. So uh, right. Jaden Reed, I saw a lot of encouraging signs, whether that was on those crossers or in the jet sweep game. So uh, I can't wait to see them build on that. Uh, and hopefully that Lucas Musgra- Luke Musgrave, excuse me, and Tucker Crabb can follow suit like Jaden Reed did with Jordan Love. Because that's I think that's the most important factor uh, throughout this whole rookie class. I'm really glad you brought that up because it doesn't I haven't heard that talked about a lot, but it is true yeah. and was very apparent from the practice field to the preseason games when it comes to Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand they've had an off season together, right? Where they're yeah. in meetings together and then they do some of the stuff in the OTAs and mini camp when they're in 
shorts and t-shirts you're still running around though and yeah i guess that that the way they have seemingly been in sync in these preseason games i it, that's been a little surprising to me because they don't have as much kind of banked reps as as they like to say as yeah. say romeo dobbs or christian watson with jordan love but man they seem to really be on the same page and mm-hmm. not just in i mean heading into this season i thought the no-brainer here was Reed was going to be your jet sweep guy, yeah. orbit motion, get the ball in space in the perimeter. But, man, it, he's really done a lot of work, a lot more work down the field yeah. than I expected. And to your point, I mean, it's very clear that Jordan trusts him to be where he's supposed to be. Yeah, and he and if you go back to that Bengals game, he showed that he could win deep. He probably would have had that deep touchdown uh, right. if, Sean Clifford, if Sean Clifford had led him uh, down the field. So, and he did that quite a bit at Michigan State, so I wasn't the most surprised. But uh, he displayed those traits from Michigan State, being competitive at the catch point, being able to work across the middle, even show some competitive toughness in the blocking game, even though he got threw around a little bit by those defensive ends. So uh, he but, showed, you know, we're not asking him to block defense. Right, right. I mean, everyone's got to slow down. I saw that clip, yeah. and I'm like, okay, yeah. But, you know, he is a smaller statute guy being asked to stick yeah. his nose in there. Not everybody can be Alan Lazard. You know, I, I don't yeah. I don't think him for that one too much. Uh I, I would say the only real concern that I have about Jaden Reed is will he be able to beat uh beat uh press coverage on a right. consistent basis, especially against those bigger slot corners. And we face uh, quite a few good slot corners going into this year. So that's the only thing that I'll be looking forward to with Jaden Reed as far as a concern. Speaking of concerns and coming off your your initial reaction about traits, right? Yeah. What do you what do you think about what Lucas Van Ness did or did not put on tape this preseason? Because to me, that's a guy where I thought those traits, as as you mm-hmm. say, would be a little more apparent. Uh, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they weren't there or that like he completely disappeared, but man, I thought some of that explosiveness, some of that physicality that we saw on yeah. his college tape would show up a little bit more. And I don't know if it's what he's being asked to do, the fact that he's learning a new position, what have you. But, man, I really didn't see a whole lot of it this preseason. Yeah, and as we all know, the Packers, they, they're going to value those athletic traits first. Uh, but technique and processing is still a part of the game very much so. And I'm even go reference a guy like Carl Brooks. Wasn't a great tester at his pro day, but he, he displayed great hand technique and get off. Uh, with his time with the Packers so far. So I believe that Lucas Van Ness, I think he's thinking the the game hasn't quite slowed down right. for him a little bit, can really fix up his hand placement when he's going for that bull rush. He definitely needs to add some more pass rush moves. He had a nice cross chop against the Seahawks that impressed me. It kind of like took me back a little bit, but uh, it's just the technique and the processing that Lucas, uh, Lucas, Lucas Van Ness, excuse me. I, I'm going to get those names mixed up quite uh, a bit. I mean, I'm with you. I'm going to say LVN. LVN is going to have go. to continue to nurture that hand technique, hand placement, and just processing, processing all together. He can set a really good edge. And I do believe he has some rest where he didn't quite make the play on the ball, but he did set up his teammates. He affected the play, play on right. The ball, which right. is going to also be important in this Joe Barry defense. So, uh, he might not have made the wild plays that we expected him to make, but I do think he'll have impact in other ways, whether that's with just disrupting the play. He had a, he had a disruption against the Seattle Seahawks when Kenny Clark, we were too busy yeah. seeing Kenny Clark, you know, swallow Kenny up the running back, but the, Lucas Van Ness, you know, he was right there setting yeah. the edge. So uh, <laughs> I, I want Packer true. fans to kind of like, you know, just, 
you know, have a little bit of grace with Lucas Van Ness, but sure enough, he is he is there. He's a he is a uh he's gonna be a staple in this defense. So just rest Let's go back. Up. Let's go back to the offensive side of the ball and, and look at a couple pass catchers. One who is a draft pick in Dontavian Wicks, and then an undrafted kid in Malik Heath. And I don't think any Packers fan who's watching any Packers content online on YouTube at this moment in time in history is not aware of Malik Heath, the the kind of splash he made mm-hmm. in the preseason. He was running with the ones against the Seahawks. Yep. I don't we're recording this before the you know the initial 53 gets released. I'm gonna be yeah. shocked if he's not on the 53. But do you think there's a chance that maybe they try to put him on the practice squad because of the fact that Dontavian Wicks was a draft pick? And we all know Brian and the Packers, they love their draft picks. Uh has Heath done enough in your estimation to make the 53? I think he has, and I think he has uh done enough, not just as a receiver, but as a run blocker as well. And I think me along with other Packer fans think that this guy could potentially shoot up to wide receiver five or even four. So I think you right. will be looking at another receiver, not just Wicks, but maybe even Grant DeBose getting the short end of the stick uh, heading into the regular season. So I believe Malik, he deserves a spot on this team because he worked hard. And uh, from the moment he got there, he got the co-sign from Jordan Love himself, how he just been working his ass off and it translated right. into the games. Uh, doing the little things, coming back to the ball on curl routes, fighting at the catch point, and then doing the, doing what the Packers ask up from the, all of their receivers is just to block in the run game, show that physicality. So uh, I believe that he makes this team, and not only makes the team, but I believe that he plays somewhat of a, a, a he takes hand uh, uh, excuse me he takes a handful of snaps away from some of these uh, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, and five right. and so forth. So. Uh, I believe that Malik Heath makes this team and not only makes it, but I believe he plays a a substantial role. It's funny you say like, you know, the little things as far as coming back to the ball and then going at the the catch point. I mean, there's that one throw that Clifford makes that you're just like, he has no business throwing that football in the middle of the field and Malik Heath completely bails him out. So yeah, if you're a quarterback, you obviously love this kid because like you say, he is fearless and he's going to try to make the play no matter what. Yeah, and he, he might be one of those guys that's in limbo between he's better than backups, but he's just not quite a starter. Uh, right. But I believe that as a long-term project, you you still got the four years of uh, control, control over Malik. Right. That's true. That's this true. guy puts on about five, ten pounds. You don't know what you might have. You might have a legit red zone target, a, a, a one-on-one Go get her. Right. You never know what you might have in this guy. And he had he might not have the most athletic tricks and start as far as speed and quickness, but he definitely has the size, and size can matter in the NFL. No doubt. No question. Um, let's talk about the tight ends real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kraft, I think, has been up and down. The physicality, you do see it from time to time, but I think maybe not a rude awakening, but it is kind of noticeable how there are certainly plays where he's able to use that physicality and you see what you saw on the college level. But then there's also plays where I think he's having real welcome to the NFL moments where it's like, yeah. okay, I can't just get by on my physicality because everyone up here is physical. Um, and then yeah. you look at Musgrave. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be a major component in a big part of the offense uh, there, every, from practice to the preseason. There's so many plays that are drawn up specifically for him. And that doesn't mean they're mm. going to run all of them every week. But it's clear they have a package for him. 
I'm a bit surprised yeah. actually how much I, I think they're going to probably end up utilizing him. Where, what did you see through the preseason? Uh, how do you think these guys are going to do uh, heading into their rookie year? Uh, well, I'll start with uh, Luke, Luke Musgrave. Uh, he definitely showed the traits. Unfortunately, he uh, Jordan Love just missed him on that crosser route against the Bengals just to see what right. he could do with open space. I, right. I thought that Jordan Love could have got it. the ball. <laughs> I thought that, I thought Jordan Love could have got the ball out to him a little sooner on that uh on that in that flat against the yep. Bengals as well. Uh, yep. But he is showing some signs of having that upside as a blocker. I thought that they would have Kraft more as that wide tight end, inline tight end, and Musgrave playing off the line. But it looked mm. like the roles were reversed throughout the preseason. So I think that might have impacted Kraft's uh, ability as well. And to move on to Kraft, uh, I believe that that competitive jump from South Dakota State, where he's not playing, you know, top tier competition, yes, to the NFL can possibly kind of stunt his, uh, not necessarily stunt his growth, but kind of just have some bumps and bruises throughout the road, just making that jump to the NFL. Uh, but I believe that these guys are. They're, they're both they're both with raw prospects. I believe they, they both are going to work hard uh, to make sure that they are everything that Matt LaFleur needs them to be because they will be vital pieces in this offense, especially without, you know, Tyler Davis, who right. uh, Andy Herman said was the best blocking tight end on this roster. So we'll see what the Packers do with that. Uh, but that, they're going to be on the field regardless. Uh, but Mus, uh, Musgrave, I would like uh, I would like to see more from him after the catch. He has a wide strike zone being 6'5", 6'6". Uh, wasn't the most physical guy at Oregon State to start with, uh, but mm. I just hope he can build on that mentality-wise. As far as Kraft, he has the mentality. It's more of like the technique and slowing things down, how to finish blocks, you know, and when he gets out into the flat, make sure he focuses on, on the ball, catching the ball first, then getting up field. Uh, I thought mm. Jordan Love could have dumped it off to him against the Seahawks because – I like to see Tucker Kraft after the game. But, <laughs> you want to see uh, exactly. Just, I was like, throw it. Going I was like, throw people. it, throw it. <laughs> he just didn't throw it. He just didn't throw it, and he took off no. running. I was like, I can't yep. be mad. But I, I thought yep. that if he dumped it off to, to Kraft, he would have got the Well, that's down. my thing always with quarterbacks. It's like, man, yeah. they're paid to take those hits to run people over. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed yeah. to be running. Just get the ball out in the flat to the guy who's literally paid to take people on yeah. with the ball in his hand. I, I'm with you on that one. Definitely yeah. with you on that one. Um. Let's talk about those two young defensive linemen who you mentioned Wooden earlier uh, and Brooks. Uh, are you talking about? I'm I, I'm just going to straight up say it. I'm almost shocked at how good they have been early. Now, yeah, it's always a caveat, right? Like I remember mm-hmm. this summer with Malik Keith. I was like, all right, let's wait till they get the pads on, and he's doing it against NFL competition and blah blah blah. He's never blinked, man. He's come on every step of the way. And now I look at these two guys. And I'm like, I did not expect. And I thought, okay, yeah, they've got some explosiveness. They're, they've both got some pretty quick first steps. Yeah. Maybe that will help them in the NFL. I have been absolutely shocked at, at both of these guys, but Brooks in particular, as far mm-hmm. as their ability just to cause disruption and wreak a little havoc a- along the interior. Now, again, we're not to the regular season yet, yeah. and we'll see what happens when things are when teams are game planning and really trying to make things work on offense. But up until this point, they have answered every bell, and they, they've been, like I said, almost shockingly good up to this point. Yeah, and uh, I think we ha- all have to take these performances with a little grain of salt. Now, I love Absolutely. both of these prospects. I love both of them as prospects prior to the draft. Uh, with Kobe, or excuse me, Carl Brooks, he played out on the edge, 
So I'm sure moving to the inside as a pass rusher, I, I believe he was probably relieved being that, you know, <laughs> guards are more of his size, right. closer to his size in the NFL. But he has great hand speed and great hand power. So it was just – he put that all on display. I think he had about five pressures throughout the preseason. So uh, as, as far as Kobe Wooden, I think he came alive in that uh, in that Patriots game, being very disruptive and getting after the quarterback, making a few plays in the run. So uh, I'm excited for these guys. I think that we will probably see a little bit bumps on their heads too because, mm-hmm. again, these, these coaches for these other teams, they're not showing everything, including the Packers. They're not showing everything. Right. So we don't know what type of bumps and bruises they might have just based off their preseason performance. But uh, I believe that they could both at least come in on third down and give guys like Devontae White, if he needs to, Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton, especially, and rush after the quarterback, especially when they run those three down linemen sets. So uh, I'm hoping that these guys can make an impact on third down. I, I believe that'll be their main role. Uh, I believe Carl Brooks can play a little bit in the run as well. And I think Kobe Wooden, as he continues to add, you know, functional strength and mature his body, I believe that these guys will fill, uh, fill out very well for the Packers. So I'm excited to see them, but I, I, I will expect to see some bumps and bruises if they have to play more than a rotational role. Right. I think, well, then that makes all the sense in the world, right? To yeah. kind of rotate them through. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to, uh, our last two rookies that we're going to talk about here in, well, maybe the last three, but, uh, I'll start with an undrafted guy in, in mm-hmm. Brenton Cox, who has just done everything the Packers have asked him to do. I, you know, anybody who follows college football or his kind of path knows that this is, you know, not, I want to say his last chance, but man, he has been excellent for the Packers from scrimmage as far as what he's been asked to do from special teams. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's done enough there to make the team, but just as far as what he's done as a defensive football player, man, he's impressive. Mm-hmm. I really like his game. What, what, what have you seen? Yeah. And I think uh, just not even from a football perspective, but from a personal perspective, uh, personal growth is everything. And if he's showing and that and that looked like it's reflecting in his work when he came to the Packers, you know, being able to willing to do everything that the coaches asked him, whether that's rushing the quarterback, playing against the run, playing special teams. Uh, he really impressed me this past game against the Seahawks. Uh, again, another guy that didn't test well, but you could have fooled me with that, with his hand, <laughs> speed, with his hand technique. Right. Uh, he he's not the most he's not the fastest guy, but he looks nimble and pouncy. And I was just like, wow. And I know this is this was against, again, another guy like Malik. Heath might be better than the backups, but just might not be a starter. And I believe that he belongs on this team because he, I would say, and dare I say it, was more, you called his name more than you called Lucas Van Ness's name. No question. Uh, but not no to doubt. compare the two per se. But No, no, no. But just being but, active. But yeah, yeah, 100%. Like you, you start to pick up on that and and – Maybe he could t- just because he was a UDFA doesn't mean he can't teach a guy like Lucas Van Ness some some things or two. Given that these guys have similar skill sets, being power rushers and things of that nature, so uh, these guys are going to learn from each other. And I and I can't wait to see what they put together on third down and, and being able to rush the quarterback as well as playing the run as well because Brent Cox showed that he could do that as well. So uh, he yeah. did that through yeah throughout practices that I saw and then the last two preseason preseason games i thought he's done an excellent job in run support and setting yeah. the edge and he got blocks. Buzz. yeah he got buzz saws for hands man like no he's, question he's man. swinging them like pendulums and and <laughs> and, and they're violent they are violent hands 
and he has a motor that just keeps running hot. Hundred percent. It's like when you watch the defense as a whole. That was from first string to third string. You just got. I just got chill bumps like just it's, watching these guys. It's fly interesting, around. isn't it? It's noticeable, right? It's That's something noticeable. I was just talking about this on daily the other day. Like, I don't know what it is. I I, I can't pinpoint what exactly has happened, but mm -hmm. the fly to the ball mentality on defense is so noticeable in its uptick. The idea that yeah. all eleven hats at all times are rallying to the football. I don't know if yeah. it's the rookies. I don't know if it's Joe Barry doing something else, but right. man, it is noticeable, right? Yeah. I, I think again, in that Seahawks game was the first time I didn't see a check down go for first, for a first down. Right. Uh, it was, a, right. I, I think I, I, uh, Isaiah McDuffie made the play, but that yep. was still another guy that hasn't really been able to prove much with the Packers. But again, the mentality is showing that, these guys are taking steps each game. So if they can continue to stack performances and keep taking those steps, man, the sky's the limit for this Joe Barry defense, you Love know, it. and that, and, and that's exciting. What, what do you think about um, Sean Clifford? Cause that's a guy who I know a lot of draft Ooh. analysts, a lot of the noise around him when he was selected was very negative, but man, I, I put it out there on Twitter. The first week I was in camp, well, I, this is the biggest surprise to me as far as how well he was playing and I think he's only continued to surprise people with his play in these preseason games. Uh, what have you seen uh, from Clifford that would kind of warrant the being the backup? And what do you think are his prospects long term? Uh, well, first, I, I, I didn't necessarily hate the Sean Clifford pick. I did prefer a quarterback over uh, Sean Clifford and Jaron Hall. Uh, but I'm glad that we made the pick of Sean Clifford. Uh, he played against a lot of tough defenses. You got to think he played against the Aiden Hutchinsons, the David Ojabo, mm. the Keanu Beatons of the world, especially mm. some good defensive backs and Joey Porter, who was drafted in this class. So he played against a lot of tough competition at uh, Penn State and, and played some SEC competition, played against Kobe Wooden uh, one, uh, this past right. year. So, you know, this guy is battle tested and he showed that he could hang with the best. Whether he won the game or not in Penn State, he showed that he could hang with these guys. And I think he translated that to the NFL, be it that he's a go-get-it by any means, whether that's through the air or with, or with his legs. And I think that his athleticism deceived pretty much everybody. You know, yeah. when you see him take Big when you time. see him take off against the Bengals. Uh, of the left side, I was drill. like, "Where? who is this? Right? Exactly. 100%. When you seen him take off and you just like, okay, he he's building from here. Of course, still has some ways to go as a passer per se. But uh, as far as competitive nature alone, uh, God forbid he ever has to come in. But uh, <laughs> unless he unless he's taking kneels at the end of the game. There you but, go. There uh, you go. I, I would expect him to put that on display if he ever had to come in, God forbid, again. Uh, right. <laughs> for Jordan Love. But yeah. Sean Clifford, yeah, he's he he just bring that heart. Uh, he's going to uh, mature and develop alongside of Jordan Love. I'm pretty sure those guys are really really in tune with each other. So, and having a, a mature backup is key as well. So, even though he's a rookie, he's still 25 years of age, older than Jordan yeah. Love. So, if I'm not Which mistaken, is crazy. That's so, just nuts. That's so nuts. it's going to be it's going to be good to have that 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 similar age. Gap being right. able to bounce ideas, being able to go through film and relate with each other on a personal level. So I believe that Sean Clifford, I'm, I'm happy that he is the uh, QB2 of this team. Give it that all that he brings. And then finally, I got I to gotta save the most controversial for last. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you uh, 
how do you rate or how do you analyze the uh, rookie kicker? Uh, you know, Carlson's been through the ups and downs already, and we aren't even to the regular season yet. From really rough practices where he misses a bunch to getting out there in these preseason games and nailing 57, 52, like it's been a up and down affair. They mm. seem dead set on letting this guy rise and fall throughout the, the entirety of this season. What have you seen from this rookie kicker this uh, this summer? Um, well, the the word of the day for Anderson, Anders Carlson, excuse me, is grace. Uh, <laughs> we got to have grace. And I know he had, uh, we mentioned this last time, he got big shoes to fill with, Mason Crosby being gone. Uh, I would say rotating holders probably didn't help. The wind gusts probably didn't help. You know, he, there was a lot of odds and a lot of expectations for him coming into camp. And I could see how that could be kind of, you know, uh, anxiety ridden for a rookie. Uh, but I believe that against uh, the Patriots, he kind of settled in a little bit more. And then against the Seahawks, despite that, uh, that, field goal kick being blocked because the left side of the line Tucker Craft and some other guys was over there right. got steamrolled I would say besides <laughs> that kick it besides that uh field goal in the Seahawks game he, he showed that he is settling in of course he's going to need some time moving forward but I think the word for Andres Carlson is grace and and he might miss some but Hopefully we're not in a position to where he has to come in on a consistent basis. And if he has to come in, hopefully he has a decent distance to kick from. So uh, I think that Andres Carlson, I believe I still have hope. I've been driving the bus of the Andres Carlson fan, fan wagon, fan wagon. Like I'm telling everybody just to chill out, you know what I'm saying? AC got us. He got us. I'm not, I I, and maybe, I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched. I don't know if he watched our last episode. Oh, I'm sure he I did. He's a ardent supporter. Ardent watcher. Of said TV. But, I, but I wouldn't have put the fire up under him if I didn't believe in him. Uh, but it. again, a mature prospect played in a lot of big games at Auburn. So I believe that, you know, just giving, giving some time. I believe Mason Crosby had underneath the 80% field goal percentage his rookie season. And it took him about a few years to get over uh, get over 80%. So it could be a chance that this guy doesn't go 90%. Give it, he's not Justin Tucker. Right. Who right. is Justin Tucker? You will, you know few people, saying? no doubt. And, I love and, it. And like, I know uh, kickers nowadays are far few in between, but uh, I think with consistency and being and uh, having trust in them and consistency throughout the special teams as a whole, we could see more improvement from. Anders Carlson, and now that we know now that Pat O'Donnell won't be on this team, uh, Dan Whelan will be not only the punter but the holder for the Green Bay Packers. I believe we should start expecting a little bit more consistency from Anders Carlson. From your uh, from your lips to uh, the football gods' ears, here's hoping, man. I- I'm with you. I'm excited about him. I think he's going to do good stuff long term. I just don't know if it'll be in Green Bay. Well, here's the hope. The hope is yes. The hope is yeah. definitely yes. Malcolm, I can't thank you enough, man, for uh, hanging out and talking about these Packers rookies. Uh, like I said, we'll check in probably about, I don't know, it's a couple months, a month or two into the season. We'll see how these rookies yeah. are doing. We'll get your take. And in the meantime, people, uh, make sure you're subscribed to Big Mac's Breakdowns. Uh, I got the link in the description of this video. Malcolm, I can't thank you enough for the time, man. Again, thank you for having me. Uh, this is fun. I love talking to rookies and just talking football in general. Uh, I hope. I hope that can I do a little plug? You please plug I do away, plan man. I'm having some rookie progress reports, just preseason progress reports. I don't know if it'll be 
it, it probably won't be all 13 rookies, but uh, do expect some of that if you decide to come over and subscribe. Subscribe to his channel, man. It's pure football. I love it. I love your stuff, man. Thank and, you so much. Again, again, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.